quiz. I did, I did quiz. Listen, Mark, listen, hold on. When I say, would you have caffeine today? What the hell is that up to How much coffee did you drink before the show? Listen, you can't polish a sneaker, right? <laughs> throw, throw tomatoes at me. Do whatever you're going to do. It's Corso and Cajon. Welcome in to Corso and Catone, the real deal, New England feel. I'm Corso. Catone is here. Joe is not in the booth, Mark, today. Like, what, not- what, what is what is he? What did he go on a, a binge? He went to Vegas. He went on a binge. Nobody's he's heard with, from him. He's with Aaron Rodgers in the dark room. He's in the dark room, right? Like some whack job. Who knows what well, he's doing? He's letting me uh he's letting me run the show today. You know, with the yeah, controls that's, yeah. So listen, everything. so this may not even air. We don't know what's going on here today, right? Hey, listen, I could. I'm gonna. I got all the buttons and the controls. It's pretty uh, cool. Yeah. You know? it's pretty cool. So, but Joe's not with us, but you're with us, watching us on YouTube, listening on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcast, or wherever you podcast. And listen, uh, don't forget, give us a call. Heated hotline eight five five three one three Pats. Give us a call twenty four seven. Have a take. Joe's going to pick the one when Joe shows up. He'll pick the yeah. one he he likes the best and put it on the show. We hope that one's yours. So 855-313-7287. See, Mark, look, I'm putting the phone number up. And- wow. You're, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Right? You should be impressed, I don't know if you know? anyone's going to see it, but I'm impressed. <laughs> well, we got to go. Hopefully they see it because we got a good one today. And Pat's preview, my kingdom for a whiteout. You know, the, the, the free agency is going to start up, what, about March 15th or something like that. So we're going to yeah, be really previewing. Yeah. yeah, we're going to be previewing some of the positions. And today we're going to be looking at wide receivers. So stay tuned for that in the show later on. And uh, Mark going to have our Catone's comments. We don't want to miss that. That's always uh, a, a crowd. It's a crowd pleaser, Mark. It really is. Yeah, of course it, it is. It. Sure it is. So and then B's and C's. What's going to be actually B's versus C's today we're going to see which one's ready for a championship and also there was a big trade made by the Bruins so we'll uh we'll discuss that but uh Mark first um before we get to you know Pat's uh preview we want to talk there's a story that's been gaining some traction this week um talking about Mac Jones you know should he be traded things will be talking about this is he going to be traded? Should he be traded? You know, is, is he the guy? Can he get better? Is Billy O'Brien the answer? All of that. So Mark and I want we want to talk about that. I know you have some some things to say on that. So should this guy be traded? No. And and and, and let me preface this, Chris, by saying, look, he's on a rookie deal. So you saw what Philly just did with Jalen Hurts. Now I get Jalen Hurts has a different skill set. He can run around. He can pick Yadage up with his legs. He can run that RPO a little bit differently than you can do it with, with Jones, right? And, and, and I get that, okay? I get it. However, coming out of college in that draft, when they asked those receivers from Alabama who threw a better ball, without question, they all said Mac Jones threw a better ball than Jalen Hurts and then Tua. So... He has enough ability, I think, as much as Tua in, in Hurts, if you surround him with the right plays, all of a sudden Jalen Hurts is a top-five quarterback. Come on. They surrounded him with, shoot, you could throw the ball to those guys, Chris, and your arm is like spaghetti. 
Christ's you know, sake. You, 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 it, you know, and he's not even here today to keep, control your ass, you know, with all you that know, stuff. No, nah, I understand Chris, what you're saying. I think he's on a rookie deal. So spend the money that you're saving and surround him. You've said this numerous times, Chris. You know, bring in a tackle, bring in a couple of receivers, and, and you're fine. You can pay for a tackle and make some deals for receivers. I know you've got thoughts on that. It's a matter – well, look, it's a matter of – they're two different questions, really. And I think everybody's combining this. Yeah. The, first, the question is, is he the – there's two questions. One, is he the guy? Is he the guy that's going to be, you know, take you to a Super Bowl, win a Super Bowl? Or the other question is, can he, is he, is he going to be better than he was last year? Can he be as good as he was the first year? And can he progress as he touched the sea, as he reached Chris, the ceiling? And, 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 Those are two different. It is. And the thing is, Chris, people like, listen, he's not Tom Brady. No one's ever going to be Tom Brady. He's not Patrick Mahomes. He doesn't have to be Patrick. He's not Joe Burrow. I get that. But can you win a Super Bowl without having a Mahomes, Brady, or Burrow as your quarterback? Can you? Yeah, I mean, you can. <clears throat> We've seen teams do it. Look, uh, uh, the Rams did it two years ago with yeah. Stafford. Yeah, I mean, Stafford's not one of those guys, right? No, and I think he – I don't even know if he's going to end up – he may end up out of there or not having that, that job, but – no, you can do it. It just depends on how you see it. I mean, if you look at it and say, yeah, I'm going to, if we're going to, San Fran basically showed us that you can put a ton of guys out there, a, a lot of, spend a lot of money on weapons and put, you know, I mean, Purdy, look, what the hell is Purdy? I mean, you know, he's, he was, he was Mr. Irrelevant. He came in, but you put him behind a Ferrari, he's going to look pretty good. You put Matt Castle behind the Ferrari when Tom Brady got hurt. And he went 11 and five and he looked pretty damn good, didn't he? And didn't do really anything else after that. So, no, yeah, you can. And do I'm going to be honest with you, Chris. I think if Purdy wasn't injured, I don't know if, if Philly wins that game or not. I don't know. I think San Fran would have been a hell of a lot more competitive in that game. I know that. I would think so. But the whole question about should he be traded? Look, I don't think Mac Jones is the guy that gets you over the top. Mike Jones is not going to improve, make other guys around him better. He, I no. don't know that he's the Super Bowl guy. Can he be, is he going to be better to answer the second question than he was with just be, with Billy O'Brien? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, he had, there was a dark, dark year for him last year, you know, and it was unfortunate, but can he be better? Yeah. And you know why I say he's not the guy? Because the guy deals with that situation and still looks pretty good. You, you if you're the guy, if you're if you're Mahomes or you're Burrow or you're Allen or you're one of these guys out there that's like you take the job. You 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 make it no question in anybody's mind. So when you have a crap year like last year where you have no guidance, no leadership, if you're the guy and one of those guys, you may lose. Your team may lose, but your stats are going to look good. Your numbers are going to look pretty good. The mistakes aren't going to be that much. And so people aren't going to be looking at you saying, can you be better? With See what I mean? Like, it's it's there's a difference. If you're the okay, guy, so, you take the job. So Zappi's not saying, even a discussion. Okay, so, so you're going you're, – so you're playing both sides of the fence. So he's not the guy. Mm. So then you want to trade him. No, that, and that's the problem. I don't think he's the guy that's going to be the Super Bowl oh, guy. But, but well, listen, guy? listen, listen. Here's the thing. I don't think he's the guy, and I don't think we could trade him. And here's why. Jeez, what the hell kind of answer is that? Shut up. Listen, here's why, though. Here's the reason. 
if you're the because it's from a different standpoint. If you're the Patriots, you can't trade this guy right now. Think about this for a minute. The thought was, okay, you trade him. He's three and a half million. You bring Garoppolo, who's going to be, you know, about 10, 12, 10, 11, 12 million, something like that. If you weren't dysfunctional then, last year, you're just adding more dysfunction. So now you're going to, you, you finally got a stable OC. You drafted this kid number one. He didn't have a great chance to show anything. He made the Pro Bowl the first year, you know, you know. Yeah. but like, if you trade this guy and you bring in Garoppolo, who can't last the season, it's clear he can't last the season. So now he's going to get hurt. Zappy's going to come in, and you just have more dysfunction, more nonsense, no stability, and that's why you can't trade him because of that reason. That last year was so bad. What he did, what Belichick did, was so screwed up that he forced himself to not be able to move this guy by doing that. And on top of it, what are you so going to do? Yep. You're going to go to Kraft? You think Belichick's going to walk in Kraft's office right now and say, hey, listen, uh, the guy that I thought was really great last this summer and told you he was great, we're going to move him now. And we're going to go bring in Garoppolo. <laughs> are you kidding me? So, Chris, I guess, okay, so, that, so, 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 with that being said, you bring up a yeah. good point. You bring up Billy O'Brien. Okay, now, but, Everyone keeps talking about Billy O'Brien. Listen, listen, anybody, anybody with an ounce of offensive knowledge is an upgrade over the two buffoons you had last year. Let's yep. just put it that way. Okay. But, but being that as it may, if you just roll back with the guys you got, how much of a difference is O'Brien making? What do you have in that receiver room, Chris? I mean, if you go back with that receiver room and 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 bring in some old veteran who might be past his prime to kick the tires around, like yeah. with the schedule you have, what yeah. is that getting you? I don't so know. Saying, is O'Brien like, gonna be that is O'Brien that much of a savior? Talking about same group, even Jacoby Myers resigns or somebody like him, yeah, like somebody a, like him, like is, a is T.Y. Hilton or a, you know, yeah. one of these. Okay. O'Brien's that is O'Brien that much of a savior? I think they're 10 wins. Because I think they beat the Green Bay. I think with they win the schedule, Green Bay. With that schedule, you well, again, we said, wins. but we said the same thing last year. The problem with the NFL schedule is you just don't know what teams are going. We thought okay. the AFC West was going to be, but let's just yeah. all, apples to apples, all things being okay. equal. You no, think I think they're wins. I think well, we've been saying it. Look, they're they're a game to two better with a better OC. So apples to apples, you think O'Brien gets them 10 wins. 10 wins. I think they get 10 wins, but I still think that's not going to, in other words, if that's the, if that's the goal though, you know, say, well, we'll get 10 wins. We'll inch into the playoffs and we'll get our ass kicked in the first round. Yeah. I think O'Brien alone does that for you, but okay. can that be the goal? And, 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 and Mark, you, you brought up a great point this week though. And I want you to talk about, you talked about Billy O'Brien and the focus is there, but shift it back to your best friend. And since it's, since it's baseball season, Boston's playing behind me right now in spring training. Um, as he lost the fastball, because you keep talking about that, Belichick. Yeah, and, and other channels have talked about that this week, obviously, too, right? So this has been what's been bantied around for the last couple of weeks. And and so Chris and I talked about it ourselves this week, and we're like, okay, so we understand as a general manager he's failed, right? The draft picks he's brought in, the talent he's brought in over the years, and we'll get to, into that in more detail shortly, has not been good. However... If you gave him a team, talent-wise, that had talent, could he 
outcoach guys like Andy Reid, the guy from, you know, the coach of Cincinnati, the coach from Buffalo, the guy from Philly, Shanahan. Can he outcoach these guys if he's got talent that's competitive enough to put him in a game that, hey, you know, can't, can't, Chris and I talked about it, and 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 listen, his in-game execution has not been what it used to be. In the old days, everyone used to say, you know, we're playing chess while everybody else is playing checkers. Well, you know what? I don't know if that's the case anymore with the innovation and all the different schemes and movement and things that these other teams are doing. I don't know if we're playing chess anymore, Chris. I think he has definitely taken a step back in the fact that he's probably – on par now with these guys, or maybe they're more innovative and they're a step above him because he's not up to the times of the innovation. Well, you and I don't like analytics. And so a lot of these guys coach with analytics. And so we don't like that. We think Belichick is, is a step above in that, in that area. So I guess you got to look at it the same way and say, well, okay, if you, if you, you Brilli O'Brien's back, you know, Mayo, his son, you know, the, the, you can let guys, you can trust guys to do all the things and allow him to do the thing he does best. And so then I guess we'll see. It's kind of like Mac Jones. Then I guess we'll see if he's still the guy. But here's the thing. The the fast, when he had his fastball, he would have been able to control that situation anyway. Yes, that's a good, that's a great point, Chris. And everyone so. keeps talking about X's and O's, but I think that's the, the key. When he had his fastball, you think Mac Jones is calling other teams? That's what I to mean. Ask yeah. for help. Yeah. He would have freaking put. He would have. He would have released them for Christ's sakes. Situational football, attention to detail. That's that seems to be gone. Kyle Vandebosch was on our show yeah. a few. I don't know a month ago, and he talked about there's nobody better in the game. But yeah, that's the outside perspective still. So I think he's still hanging on to that in the league, but he's teetering right now, Mark. Chris, there's been there was many a post games where you and I talked about situational football was not there, right? And you're right. No, on the outside, all. nationally, they still talk about him like that. But when you watch them from week to week like we do, it wasn't there this year or last year, Chris. Well, you say, well, okay, well, you're right. No, it wasn't. And you say, well, okay, if he had the talent, you know, if he had the talent, if, they, if Kraft spends money, and he comes the chicken and the egg argument now. Right, okay. Mark? Okay. Yeah, you know, yeah. which is so, what, yeah. because, yeah, go ahead. Well, didn't you know, go ahead. So Kraft, so, okay, so his draft picks have been terrible, right? right. So how do you compensate for that? You better you spend, money. spend money. Right. Now, was Kraft going to do that? Yes, it does. Kraft, Kraft hasn't tell spent us money. Your 20 year, tell me, tell everybody what you've been talking about, your 20-year analysis of this franchise. Give it to us because you're dead on. Look, Bob Kraft for twenty for the twenty year run. Other than other than I say twenty year run because he just, he didn't spend money till after Brady till after Brady was gone. He did it in two thousand twenty. So you look at two thousand and one to two thousand twenty. Okay, he didn't spend money. He didn't spend dust. He certainly didn't spend that on his quarterback. Okay, who was the best that ever lived. He didn't spend it on big time wideouts. I mean, he got re- most of the guys he got were via trade or free agency guys that were Randy Moss. Everybody thought he was washed up. Wes Welker came out of Miami. He was kind of just nothing and brought him in with Brady. And that's what happened. And then the first several years, 2000 to 2006, these are guys 
The leadership was there, guys that were already on the team. You know, no big free agents came in. It was just a buy-in to a system and a, and a philosophy, right? So he's never spent money, if you think about it, right? And, Chris, those guys, most of those guys, those core guys were drafted by Parcells, right? Right. Well, so that so, – so, okay, so Kraft never really spent any money until one year, really. I mean, here and there, he gave up some. Yep. So there's no propensity to spend money. Okay, there you go. 27th in the league over the last three years of throw spending. Got it. Now you have the flip side, Mark. What's the flip side? You got Belichick and drafting and player personnel. Those two things, it's the vicious circle, right? Yeah, you're right. It's a chicken and the egg, right? Yeah. So, I mean, how Belichick's been terrible, honestly. I mean, if you look at the skill positions, he's in 20. Mark, go over the, you go over the, the last and 20 years with Belichick. Chris, the guys that, the core group of guys that were left over for that 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 Parcells drafted. When you look at that team in 07, Chris, that core group was on its way out. It was a veteran group. It was getting tired. It was getting old. And they put together that one last run where they were undefeated. But those guys still weren't necessarily. I mean, Wolfhawk was, but but a lot of those guys, he didn't draft Chris. They were there. Or, like right. you said, he got him via trade. He picked up Moss via – everyone thought he was washed up. He, he ends up with Brady. He, he drinks from the fountain of youth, right? Receivers, right. Chris. Okay, let's look at receivers. Troy Brown was a holdover, right? Yep. So he wasn't – he didn't draft Troy Brown. So you draft Givens and you draft Deion Branch. But in those days, yeah, those guys were bums when they both left New England for free agency, and they were bums when they left New England and they left Brady. But – those guys, Chris, were drafted. If you remember when they were drafted, that was the beginning of Belichick's tenure here. Belichick wasn't running the draft room in those days. There were other players. There were guys in that draft room. The Ole, Dimitrov. Yeah, those guys were running those rooms. And so they selected those receivers. He did not, Chris. And as time went on, as he grew in stature and kind of said, it's my show, well, those guys left the organization. And Jesus Christ, have we drafted anybody since those guys left at the receiver Gronk, position? Gronk. No. Hernandez, Gronk. Not at the receiver not, position. You know, not at the receiver position. Not at the position. receiver position, no. no. Right? Everybody so, they so got was the free agency. Even or, Edelman or, was a seventh-round draft pick. He was taken because they thought he was a special team guy. They, they didn't right. know he was going to become what he became. Right? So, I mean. But in 20 years, you got one? You got one in 20 years. <laughs> in 20 Think about years. that. Right. And and you could say the same thing for defensive back too. Honestly, yeah, yeah. there are Revis, more Duke Rice like Dowlings. And, right. Gilmore, but there are more Rice like Dowlings. There are more Duke Dawsons than there are Joan Asante Samuels. Yeah, Joe Asante Samuel, Chris, is probably the only one he drafted. Right. Because Butler and JC Jackson were undrafted free agents. He didn't know what they were going to become. He just took a right. flyer on them. They were undrafted. Gilmore was a trade or a free agent. Free agent. So it wasn't Revis, so it wasn't, you know, I mean, so uh, Browner, you know, these guys that they had over the years, but you're right. Ty Law, Lawyer Malloy, those guys are uh, Rodney Harrison. They were either there or they, so again, chicken and egg, chicken and the egg. You know, to me, if you, if you were letting Mark and I run the draft room, they would never have to be the egg. You would never have to spend the money. Crap. Listen, because you just even keep getting even, talent coming in. Chris, 
even Devin McCourty, you draft him as a corner. He puts together right. that first Pro Bowl year, right? But then you move him to safety. So you didn't even – he wasn't even what you projected him to be. He ends up being an yeah. all-pro safety. So even him, you didn't technically pick a corner. He ended up having to go play safety. Right. And so, you know, look, we'll see what happens next. This is a big offseason as far as spending and everything like that. And and and, and we're going to break down – we're going to get the break, and we're going to break down coming on, coming on back – on the uh, that wide receiver situation, free agents, trades, things like that. But let us know what you think in uh, Heated Hotline, 855-313-PATS. Let us know what you think the chicken and the egg argument, if that's valid, if that's sound. I love that, you know? so it is, we, That is valid. It is valid. So when we come back, we're going to have uh, Pat's preview. We're going to talk about that position and uh, more. So come right back. Back in with more Corso and Catone, the real deal, New England feel. And look, uh, you know what? Uh, hey, Mox, see, I've already had my first mistake. Already had my first mistake. Oh. <laughs> it's supposed to go. We got to pay the bills. We got to pay the bills, right? We're supposed to go to commercial. <laughs> We're supposed yeah. to go to commercial. So, you know what? No, you know what? Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's let's get the commercial. We'll come Go right to back. commercial. All right. Joe, where are you? that time again for a timeout for a message from one of our sponsors. No one ever thinks they will be in the need of a criminal or traffic lawyer, but things happen. Corso Law Group is Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. Their 20 plus years experience and attention to detail has helped thousands of people all across this great country who found themselves in a situation in Arizona. So whether it's a traffic ticket or if you need reduced DUI or more serious issues, call or go online to CorsoLawGroup.com and talk with these expert attorneys who I know will help you. Back in with more Corso and Kato Mock. That's not enough to redo the whole show. Come on. Let's do it. The one yeah. mistake. You you all think this is easy out there, pressing buttons and talking and all this yeah. other stuff. But uh, all right, listen, let's get to the wide receiver room. Free agency's coming up soon. This is going to be the first position group we break down in Pat's preview right now. Okay, so Mark, listen, uh, wide receiver is one of the positions everybody's looking at. And and if you're looking at this team for long term, you know, maybe it isn't the most important thing. Maybe safety is, maybe linebacker, maybe offensive line. But for the immediate, what can we do now to win? Yep. This team needs a playmaker. We, we've been saying it. You've been saying it. We keep throwing names out there and they keep balking, you know? So again, another baseball reference. Getting into spring training now, right? Wow. Yeah. I, I I listen. I'm happy. Baseball's not, and you know me. I love baseball. Yeah. So, so let's let's look at some of the what, what can be done through free agency and uh, trade, and 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 let's look at the free agent market um, first. And I and I, you know, we got some of the players here uh, talking about. But there is there anybody that jumps off the page to you in free agency at wideout that you say, hey, we need to have no, this guy. no, and, and including and, our and, own. No, and, and Juju Schmidt-Schuster, Chris, listen, 
he's going to end up staying in Kansas City. He's not going to leave. He's got he he's got a perfect situation over there with Mahomes. Everybody seems to think he's going to sign another one or two year deal there. So he's not even on the table. And I don't necessarily know at this point if he's even worth what he's asking for. He'll stay with with Kansas City because Mahomes is going to get him whatever he you know he's going to look better with Mahomes than anybody else. But so so really, Chris, that that room, the wide receiver group. You're going to get guys that are, what, threes or fours that are on that list? You ain't getting a one or even a two off that list. No, I mean, the three big guys that you look at on this list are Myers, Odell Beckham, Julio Jones, and, and Myers, some of the guys Chris, you're talking about. I don't, Myers isn't a one. Odell Beckham, Chris, I think is... is, is better. You know, he's the best days are behind him. Yes, and same thing with Julio Jones. I mean, if Julio Jones couldn't do it with Brady, he's certainly not coming and doing it with Mac Jones. Yeah, I don't. And those are names. See, those are names. And those names. are names in, in only. But so when you look at some of the free agents, I look at a guy like McCall Hardman, and I think if you're thinking, so you're thinking they're going to want, I think going to want that guy um, over Schuster. Hardman. Hardman? Oh, yeah. yeah, Kansas City, yes. But I think they have enough ca- flexibility where maybe they keep both. But yeah, no, they'll take Hardman over Schuster. Schuster will walk over Hardman. They're not going to, they, they need Hardman. Hardman but gives so them, look- a, a, you know, but looking at looking at, um, I'll tell you what, Hardman played twenty six percent of the snaps, and and Schuster played sixty six this season, this past season. So okay. you know that that's a, the the durability is is there. But, but Hardman's again, always hurt. Yeah. Hardman a one? No, absolutely not. The, no, the biggest mistake you can make to me with the wide receiver or any position is what is is taking a two and paying them like a one. Listen, Chris. What Kansas City did this year with that position group of wide receiver is they had five or six different guys that could run around the field. They had some speed, and your one was Kelsey. He was their one, right? Yeah. He was their one. These other guys were all twos, threes, four. I don't even think they were their twos, Chris. There were a lot of threes out there running around the field with speed, though, and Kelsey and Mahomes did what Brady always did and made these guys functional and made them – better than what they are because of what Mahomes does, right? Just like yeah. Brady used to. So yeah. in that so, aspect, Mahomes did do what Brady used to do by making these all these guys that are really threes, making them into more than what they really are because he had Kelsey. So if you want to if but if you if you want to pick up a guy with speed, you know, the Hardman's a guy you can you can Hardman's bring out a team, guy. Hardman's but only a guy. if you're going to do something in trade. But some of the other names I want to ask you about. See if this moves the needle for you. Keenan Cole from the Raiders. Nah. You know he's more of a slot guy. Yeah. Slot and receiver. maybe you need and you do need a slot guy. I think he's, Chris. He's for, thirty. For O'Brien's offense, but he's thirty. Well, if you're going to let Myers go, if you're not going to pay Myers, yeah. then you need somebody to 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 fill that spot. Unless you feel yep. like with O'Brien here, you know, born. Can step into a role, you born, know, Chris, born if you make born, a trade. Chris Bourne with, with O'Brien here. Bourne should be a guy, Chris, that catches 70, 80 balls. I really think he could be that guy. You know, but they just we'll didn't see. use him right. They didn't no, use him right. No. So so there's a name like that. And then you got some some household names that are gonna be out there. Javis Landry, you know, he's 31. Yeah. Forget Randall Cobb, he's 33. But then you got guys like speed guys. You got Scotty Miller, who's 26, play for the Bucks. I mean, you know, guy that can maybe play that Edelman role just a little bit, you know. Maybe. And, and, and maybe. And, and listen, Parker Brady tried to make tr- Brady tried to put him in that Edelman role, and that didn't work either. Yeah. 
So what do you think of Nikhil? No. <laughs> <laughs> Nikhil Harry. Get him back. Get him back. No. T.Y. Hilton's out there. Um, yeah, he only 100. played you know, injury issues with him. He's 34 years old, though. Again, these are guys that this is what the free agent market looks like, Mark. Either aging yeah, guys that are named. It's not good, Chris. It's not good. Yeah. Or guys that, that other teams will probably lock up. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And what happened to Michael Thomas? Because they restructured his contract. He's void. His 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 thing was void. His contract was void. He's going to be out there for as a possession receiver. Does he? Would he have any juice left in the tank? But again, not a number one. I, used to be. I don't know. He used to be, but he's old now and beat up. I don't know if he's a number one anymore. Probably not a number one anymore, Chris. So we feel like there's just this there's, there's role guys that are out there. Right? And and bringing up Michael Thomas is going to lead into this next conversation, which the more I think about it is going to hurt us in trying to pursue someone, but go ahead. Well, so, okay. So free agency, you know, is not going to be the agency, Chris is guy. not, I don't think is going to solve our receiver problem. Okay. So now let's, let's, let's switch over to trades and Mark and I yep. have been talking about, and, and by the way, yeah, I got to give mock props because for weeks, weeks, he's been talking about this first guy. Jerry Judy, and they're trading for this guy. Now, now all of a sudden, this week, we're hearing it. You're starting to hear the buzz. It was posted somewhere where you showed they showed him, you know, his number and, and uh, for Denver and so on. We've been on this. Mark's been on this for two, three weeks. So talk to us about Jerry Judy. What would it take, do you think? And how here's, is Here's the fit? problem with Judy, Chris. The more I think about it. The worst thing Don't flip. No, I just gave no, you all this freaking lead. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm not saying him ability-wise. I'm good, but I'm going to get into that with you in a minute. But the worst thing that could have happened to us was Denver hired Sean Payton. Because yeah. Sean Payton will turn him into a 110, rece 110 reception receiver. That's what yeah. he'll turn him into. He'll and catch he's 110 ball. balls for Sean Payton. Absolutely will. And he'll be the new Michael Thomas in that offense. Absolutely. You think he's going to be. You think he's going to rejuvenate? Um, oh, Wilson. absolutely! Judy Wilson. and Wilson. Judy will catch 110 passes in a Sean Payton offense. He absolutely will. So, so, so no, no. So, with that being said, to pry Judy out of there the is going to cost you some capital because Judy yeah. is going to be a 110 reception receiver in that offense. So, I think you could get him because he's still in the last year of his contract, rookie deal, but. It's going to cost you, Chris. You're not getting him for a third-round draft pick. Okay? That's my point. I think Judy, coming out Alone. of that Alabama system, which I think O'Brien, Chris, is going to take some of what McDaniels used to do and incorporate it, but I think he's going to try to bring some of that spread type of offense with the receivers that yeah. Alabama did. And in order to do that, you're going to need a guy like Jerry Judy. You're not going to be able to bring the Alabama concepts in that Jones is – comfortable with unless you get that type of a receiver so it's probably going to cost you at least a two and a four for judy is or my two guess threes depending two on threes. the year you know yeah. and new england's got 11 picks so yeah the the, the price went up is the point you the know price so went up judy. because sean payton's there if they would have hired another defensive guy i think it's it would have been easier but it's still worth to me. It's still worth it because Listen, Judy Chris is a number one receiver in my book. He has the potential still to be that. And if you can get him, he puts up. A, he has a great year. 
And then you're going to have to spend. You're going to have to give him $20 million a year because that's the going rate for a number one receiver. And you have him in your possession now. You lock him up, and you're good going forward yeah. with a guy, a, a number one, which you haven't had in 20 years. Well, other than Moss, is the only one you've had in 20 years. A well, true number checks, one. Listen, that checks the box for Kraft, too. Because, yes. you know, you you go. So, so, so I don't care. To me, I don't care. Give up the two. If, if you tell me I have Jerry Judy on the board in the second round this year, I'm going to take him because he's the Mac Jones guy. Everything you just said, yeah, his career numbers for three years, 157 receptions, nine touchdowns, not good. But look at what we guys throwing the ball to him were terrible. Wilson had an awful year last year. Wasn't utilized the way he should be, as Mark said. I'm all on board with giving up to get a guy like that because then you can pay him right. You can – Get him on a, a, a more of a team-friendly deal than you're going to with these other guys that we're about to mention. So that's the first guy to look at via trade. The next guy everybody kept talking about is DeAndre Hopkins. What, what do you? Well, okay, let's. You you're out there, so you watch more of him than we have because you, you're out there. What is your uh, uh, analysis of Hopkins? Well, how first of all, how old is he? Thirty. He's 30 years old, right? So here's my deal with Hopkins, okay? Is he one of these guys that's still floating on name? Because, you know, honestly, you're 30 years old as a receiver. You're you're starting to get it to the back end of your career, number one. Mm -hmm. He had the steroid issue. He had the steroid suspension. So I'm not sure what what he was doing, what he needed to be doing, and what his body's going to be like. So there was that issue. We saw him in person. Okay, against New England, and he was a dog. He was horrible in that game. And he coughed up the ball, cost him the game. You know, he was just not good in that game. And so I worry about, and his price tag. Now, yeah, he's a five-time Pro Bowl, three-time All-Pro, but not now. I don't know about now. And now it's going to cost you like $20 million, which I don't think Kraft will give up anyway. So they have to restructure or do something else with his deal to, to get him in here. The question is, Car- uh, Cardinals were so dysfunctional. Kingsbury and Murray didn't mesh. It wasn't good. So was he one of these guys that just checked out like he did in Houston his last year or so? And meanwhile, what about that, Mark? What about that well, That's issue? what I was just going to say. You says, you know, he checked out his last year in Houston. Okay, great. Well, who was the coach? Billy <laughs> O'Brien. Right. And when he left, Chris, O'Brien had a few choice words about Hopkins when Hopkins left. And Hopkins had a few choice words about the situation he just left. So can you Is he actually, a number one? Mark, is he a one? Based on what a lot of the points you just brought up, Chris, at his age and everything else, right now I would say, no, he's not a number one anymore. I would say he's on the backside of that. So It'll cost you 20, probably a you know, three. At his salary... Yeah, I, 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 I'm. Listen, I'm not on board trading for Hopkins. That, that, that wouldn't be my, 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 my guy. Okay. How about Keenan Allen? Keenan Allen's a little different, Chris. He has to get released, which everybody seems to think he will be released when the new year, new cap league year casualty. starts. He'll be a cap casualty before the, you know, March fifteenth because they're going to free up money in order to sign some free agents. Um, so if he's a well, cap then he, casualty, he he moves into the free agent then category. Yes, he moves into the free agent category. Well, he so he becomes one. So he's a guy, Chris, that would fit a lot of O'Brien's 
scheme in regards to slot, spreading the field. He does things that I think you don't have on this team right now. How old is Allen, Chris? Uh, Allen is, uh, where is he here? He's going to be 30, 31, no? Yeah, he's, he's um, oh, that's Jerry Judy. Sorry. He's 30. Okay. So, so another he guy gets that's released, 30, yeah. He gets released, he becomes a free agent. What do you think he's going to ask on the open market? Oh, but the problem is he becomes the number one free agent. He jumps so right he's up gonna to get the top overpaid. of the list. He's going to get overpaid. Because I don't think he's, he's, he's at his age, Chris. Are the Patriots going to overpay for him? Yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like you know. that move. Jerry Judy's the one. And the one last one to talk about before we get to uh, Catone's comments is Robert Woods. So he was released. Okay. So he's going to become a free agent. That's the guy we didn't talk about, but I know that's a guy that has been on. It's, it's he, since he's been released, he's, he's gotten on your radar. What do you think of him? Because, Chris- and by the way, his career numbers 623 receptions. Um, only 37 touchdowns, and that's over the course of what? How many years? I mean, one, two, three, ten years. Yep. Because ten Chris, seasons. He's 32. The reason, the reason he got on my radar is think of Belichick over the last 20 years, Chris. Mm-hmm. He is a typical veteran. Doesn't have anything in the tank. We can get him for five million, six million. Let's bring him in and kick the tires. He's a Belichick signing. That's yeah. what he is, Chris. He's that's why I'm saying that to you. I don't want him, but he's a Belichick signing. Does he got anything in the tank? We can get him for five million, Bob. And that's a that's a listen, chicken egg. That's a Bob Kraft signing. Kraft's yeah. all right spending five or six million, Chris. He yeah. ain't gonna well, spend fifteen. The one thing I will say about Woods is the second half of his years have been better. You know, you, when he got to the Rams, you know, he, he steadily improved 86 catches, 90, 90. Uh, was he a product of that system over there? Probably, probably. But catching 90 passes, okay. Then he goes, then it, it dropped in the, in the Super Bowl year. It was 21, right? Yeah. In the well, Super Cup. Bowl year, he gets 45. But now that's when they had Cup. That's when they had Odell Beckham. Beckham. They loaded up. So naturally, his, his attempts, you know, how they're looking at him, his attempts went down. On average, it was average or eight, eight. So then he went to the Titans, and I, I don't, I don't, you know, the I, know I, I don't count what happened with the offensively, Titans. Offensively, that, that was a train wreck. Yeah. No, so but so so I do think Chris, and the reason he got on my radar is because I think he's a Belichick type of a signing. It, yeah. It's a it's a Bob Kraft type of a signing, Chris, because you ain't gonna spend twenty million dollars on a receiver. So that that's a Kraft. I'm okay with that bill. Seven or eight million, we can bring him in. Bring him in. See what he's got left. So to recap, then we like Jerry Judy in a trade. We I love. Mean, that's I it. love Whatever Jerry it takes, Judy. Get this guy out of the guys that are there because I think he becomes a true number one. I think you get him yeah. on a team, kind of get him on a team friendly deal. Then you can make a free agent move. With some of those secondary guys that we talked about, the the uh, you know the Millers and the guys like that. And, and Chris, by doing that, kick the tires. It out. also allows you to sign a tackle, which you've been saying since right. the, the the season ended. Yep, and that's what we're going to talk about next week. We're going to cover offensive line and some a little bit of defensive line. As far as tight ends go, Mark, real quick, I, I think we're going to look into the draft for that. I do. I think yeah. there's some good guys in the draft, the Georgia yeah. guy, the Notre Dame guy. There's some guys and then some others that Mark will be breaking down when we do our draft Chris, uh, preview. I think there's some – yeah, there's some tight ends, Chris, I think you can get in the third round 
fourth round. That that definitely can be good NFL tight end. So yeah, you're right. I, I I don't think I think you got Henry, and and you've got um Johnu Smith and Chris. We both believe with O'Brien, Johnu Smith is going to become better. We'll yeah. see. So let us know in Heated Hotline, 855-313-PATS. Give us a call. Give us your take on the free agent wide receivers via trade. And then uh, coming in the next few weeks, we're going to get into our draft preview. We'll talk wide receivers then. But before that, Mark, on the other side, buckle yourself up because uh, Catone's comments, that's going to be next. Tune in to Special Sauce Podcast, wherever you podcast. What's your special sauce? Time for Kisson's So, something I want to talk about today, which, which is driving me out of my mind. Out of my mind. But bear with me, because I'm going to have to give you a little bit of lead up to get you where we want to get, okay? So, first of all, as you know, Chris and I, we come from Italian households. We grew up, right? We're Italian. And and, and the one thing we can say about our houses is it always revolves around food, some type of food. Even if you're not hungry, eat, have this, have that. Okay, great. That's good, real good. You want to put weight on, get fat, right? Oh, yeah. So in order to stay in shape, because, you know, I'm a diabetic, this and that. I walk, right? You got to walk. Go do something. Get some exercise. Get the blood flowing, right? So I walk every day. I try to walk. Great. So the other day I'm walking. I get, I feel a little pop in the back of my knee. And I said, oh, boy, here oh, we go. Jesus. Here we go. Right? So now it hurts. Okay, I get home. I'm telling my wife about it. She, well, you better call the doctor. Okay, I'm going to call the doctor. Now, I call the doctor. Now, you know, my insurance over the years is, you know, we got insurance. I got insurance. I got a job. I got insurance. It's changed. We got this network of insurance, whatever, right? So now I call it, I call it the, the orthopedic doctor. Oh, no, you're not in the network. This We're not in that network. You can't, we can't take you. Oh, wow. Okay. Another one. No. Can't. Not network. What? What network are these people talking about? You're a doctor. I got insurance. What? The only network. I said to my wife, what are they talking about? Network. The only network I know is ESPN, Fox Sports. That's the only network I know. NBC Sports Boston. Those are the networks I know. I don't know nothing about no goddamn network. I, listen, I need a doctor. I got insurance. I'm calling up. Give me an appointment. That's all I want is an appointment. I don't want anything else. I don't care about no network bullshit. Right? What? It's 2023. These guys, these thieves, don't make enough money. They're charging you $1,000 an hour to look at a broken fingernail. They don't make enough money, these thieves. Right? So now I'm finally getting trying to get an appointment. I think I got a doctor that can get me an appointment. I'm going to get in to see him. My wife says, you know, I think all the symptoms you're telling me about, I think it's your meniscus because I had that. I said, what? 
I don't know the difference between a meniscus, a hibiscus, nabisco. I don't know what the hell it is. All I know is I need it to be looked at and I need it fixed. That's it. I don't want to hear about meniscus, hibiscus. I don't know what the hell all this stuff is. But just fix whatever's wrong and that's it. And don't make it so goddamn complicated, Chris. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. That's it. I can't. Uh, Nabisco, huh? <clears throat> Sorry, Mark. I can't. This one struck me funny today. Listen, um, maybe you should put some Bisquick on there. You know, the, the, yeah, the stuff you make pancakes like, with. You put it on there like a mold. What the, let me ask you, what the hell does your wife know? What the hell? Did, when did she graduate from medical school? She all thinks of a she's Marcus Welby, MD, up there. <laughs> and for those of you that I'm showing my age. Wow. Right? Wow, Marcus Welby. Everybody just went click off, off, <laughs> off, off. So the pop it. Well, did you figure it out? I mean, actually, are you just going to live with actually, it? No, it actually feels better now. I don't know what the hell it is. So this is just I can't, getting, I'm going to cancel. Old. I'm going to cancel the appointment. This is because you're just. You better cancel it less than 24 hours, Mark. Oh well, because they'll pay your they'll, pay. They'll, you they'll charge pay. you. Yeah. They'll charge you. I dealt with that. Hey, I, I listen. I was ten minutes late. Listen, I was ten minutes late. I know this is your thing, but I was ten minutes late going to the doctor once. They canceled it. They. I walked in ten minutes late. They said, "Sorry, you know, we, in order to be on time, on time, in order to be on time, you know." Yeah, because when you get there, you're gonna wait an hour to see the doctor because yeah. they're so on time. Know, so you know what I did the next time I I went. I was fifteen minutes early, right? And I'm watching, I'm looking at my phone, I'm looking at the minutes, and I got the ticker like this, right? They took me back 13 minutes late. And I went up to the desk. I said, well, we're at the 10-minute mark. Last time you canceled me, you canceled me. What is happening? You keep saying you want to be on time. They don't care. They said, well, you know what? Make it up. They don't care. Uh, How many miles do you walk a day? It depends. I usually probably do about five miles. Like down the street, like about what a hundred yards, and that's it. Yeah. You, no, you say no, no, no. Five miles a day. Well, no, because I go about up in the neighborhood. I go about a mile and a half, two miles, and then I come all the way back down where the house is. I usually go like five thirty in the morning. Right, I'm up Ooh. early. I don't sleep. I don't sleep. Six o'clock. I go, and then I come all the way back. But. And then sometimes I just go on a treadmill, Chris. I don't go outside. Like, I'm on a treadmill. So it's easy. I put my headphones in in the morning. I go on a treadmill. I do about five miles. It's easy. It's not like I'm going outside. When it's nice, I go outside. But now, in the middle of the winter, I go on a treadmill. Well, listen, um, I'm happy that everything's working out now with the knee and that you don't have to go to the doctor and, uh, mm, you know, yeah. pay all those co-pays and you oh, know, deductibles and all, and yeah, all this stuff. So anybody out there, anybody needs advice for uh, – for Mark, give us a call about uh, insurance, how to break it down, how to talk to them, how to submit bills, all of that. Hey, we're we we can double. You know, we we can we can yeah. do anything on the show. We're the real deal, New England Field. So, Capone's yeah. comments was presented by Corso Law Group, Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. CorsoLawGroup.com allow us to be your voice. Hey, when we come back. We're going to talk B's versus C's right after this. 
It's that time again for a timeout for a message from one of our sponsors. No one ever thinks they will be in the need of a criminal or traffic lawyer, but things happen. Corso Law Group is Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. Their 20-plus years experience and attention to detail has helped thousands of people all across this great country who found themselves in a situation in Arizona. So whether it's a traffic ticket or if you need reduced DUI or more serious issues, call or go online to CorsoLawGroup.com and talk with these expert attorneys who I know will help you. Back in with more Corso and Catone, the real deal, New England feel. And hey, listen, Bruins, Celtics, both of them at the steel, at the top of their at the top of their leagues. Mm. And so we want to talk a little bit today about which one of these teams is ready to make a uh, ready to win a championship first. And there's a big trade with the Bruins that happened, and we're going to cover all that in B's and C's, and we're going to do that right now. I love that. That kind of, you know, that. that Yeah, I do. I like it. Yeah. All of that and everything. Did they play that at your doctor's office? No. The waiting room. I'm going to bring up the doctor's office again. <laughs> so, listen, Mark, what do you want to talk about first? You want to talk trade the trade for the Bruins? Let's or you want talk, to – Let's talk about the trade. Well, you know what? Before we talk about the trade, maybe we talk about B's versus C's because I think the trade is going to is gonna talk get into this topic after the fact when we pick who we think is, you know. So, look, these two teams are at the top of their leagues. We know that. They went into their breaks that way. They came out, and they're still uh, managing that. I think uh, what, Celtics won on uh, Thursday yeah, night. Thursday night. They, yeah. they play again tonight. Um, and, you know, the Bruins. Oh, just by the way, Chris, Thursday night, control. the guy that you've been talking about always doesn't get the credit. Marcus Smart played a big part in that win. Well, I will tell you that looking at that game the other night, the starting lineup didn't look – that great no, together. No, didn't they, they didn't. They didn't. You know, didn't. so I get that'll take a little time. You know, Batman over there now with that mask. Jalen Brown, badass yep. with that that black that yeah. black mask he's wearing. He looks pretty yeah. badass with that. But um, anyway, so okay, well, looking at these two teams, so I started thinking this week, you know, which one of these teams is going to win a championship? Do you know? Because both of them, to me, it's championship to me or bust especially with what the Bruins just did. Yes. So which one of yes. these teams is poised to win this thing, this whole thing? I think, Chris, if they stay healthy, Marcus Smart, well, let, let, let's, Robert Let's Williams. say the whole – both sides. Healthy, you know, everything's being equal. Both sides Okay, everything healthy. being equal, I think the Celtics have a better chance uh, – have the best chance of winning a championship, and I'll tell you why. Because I really don't think the East I, – I know people are saying, Chris, they're saying, oh, you know, you don't want to face – you don't want to face um, Cleveland. They give you trouble, blah, blah, blah. Listen, other than Milwaukee, there's nobody in the Eastern Conference in seven games that I fear, okay? Other than maybe Milwaukee, if Milwaukee – you know, Milwaukee's Milwaukee, you know, it, it, it'll be a grind, Right. But other than Milwaukee, Chris, are you really afraid of anybody in the East? I'm really not. And then when you look out West, okay, we don't know what Phoenix can be with Durant. He hasn't played yet. So I, I don't know. So, so you know, who knows? But looking at the rest of those teams out West, Memphis, Dallas, Denver, I mean, 
in a seven game series, those teams don't don't scare me either, Chris. They really don't. And 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 Curry's been hurt with Golden State. Golden State hasn't been able to seem to get their act together this year for whatever reason. Yeah, they Listen, still they're scare a veteran. They're a vet. Yes, I was just gonna say that. they're a veteran team. If they get it together for the playoffs and, and they get to the final. I, I, I still think it's a bad matchup for the Celtics. I think the Celtics can beat them, but I still think it's a bad matchup for them. The only wild card in this whole situation is we just don't know what Phoenix will be with 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 Durant. And what is Durant? And we talked, when we're talking about the Patriots and wide receivers, we talked about guys like Hopkins. Well, Durant, I think, how much has he got left in the tank? I mean, how many injuries can you come back from and still be Kevin Durant? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. So I think personally, Chris, the Celtics, this could be one of those years where they could really roll to a championship because I don't know how much resistance there's going to be in the East other than Milwaukee and out West. If Kevin Durant can't get himself healthy and Phoenix doesn't become what everyone thinks they could become, what resistance is there out West? Unless Golden State shows up in the finals miraculously, I think it would be a grind. That'll be a war. What about Dallas? I, but you think, I'm not, you think I don't Kyrie think Dallas, moves the needle there? I think they don't Kyrie, have enough on the bench. They don't have enough coming. They don't up got there. enough. They don't got enough, Chris. Kyrie don't move, move the needle that much. I, no, I don't. Me personally, I think the Celtics, Chris, honestly, could roll to a finals and win it. Other than Milwaukee, where is the resistance? Well, the the one thing, seven games, I, and I agree with everybody. I'm not sure. You know, and I'm still trying to balance. You know, figure out which one. You know that I think can, can happen yeah. first. But I tell you. If it's the Celtics, I mean, their bench is a huge reason for it. With that Milwaukee game yeah. before they went into the All-Star break and what we saw the bench do, and even Missoula, how he's growing. You know, he still has some issues late game, but how he's using their their bench and how everybody – see, the thing with them is the, the, the mindset of the team. You know, Jalen Brown said at the All-Star uh, game or, or after that, said, hey, you know, um, I'm sacrificing. I wasn't thrilled with that comment, but I don't mind point. that because it's basically him saying, Hey, look, I'm, I'm okay doing this. I'm okay, okay doing this. Now we don't know what happens next year, but for the moment, you know, it seems okay. But the knock the, the, the one thing you hadn't didn't mention these three, the, the point guard position was a problem a few couple of years ago. It was an issue. We had Marcus smart running the show. We're like, Oh, he can't do this. Now it's like their strength. It was for a position group. That's like one of their biggest strengths. You got Brogdon, White, Marcus Smart. All three guys are averaging in double 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 digits a game, right? And so, and the way the way White plays this game, man, he 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 just makes things go. Like the, the energy he plays with, how he how he handles the team, how he, you know how he pushes the floor, creates the spacing, just makes sure they're running a set instead of that hero ball. And Brogdon, too, he's that steady, stable point guard. He comes in. He distributes. His assists are up. And, of course, Marcus Mott, what he provides on the defensive end, too. Look, those three guys, to me, are going to be a huge reason why they win this thing. Obviously, when it comes down to it, it's an NBA is a, is a star league. Tatum's got to show up. That's it. Yeah. I mean, Tatum cannot have a finals like he did last year or else they're not going to win, period. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, but and, and, and Chris, I'm gonna be honest with you too, Chris. Right? I think that game you brought up when they played Milwaukee and, and how good the bench played in that particular game, I think that was a shot over the bow 
basically saying to Milwaukee, listen, you can't hang with us this year. We got we got five guys off the bench who are basically just about beating you tonight. We're out. Yeah. We're without four starters. You're not. You're not in our. You're not in our league this year. That that was a shot. And you're not going to tell me that the, that Milwaukee team didn't say to themselves, "Shit, we're in trouble this year." Yeah, you know and I mean? you know, and, and you know something. I love what Missoula did there. He put this guy. He put his guys on the bench. He put his starting four guys down, and and took it to him. It's almost as he almost as if he understood and knew. Now Milwaukee's got to be looking at things, like, like you said, because if they, all the starters played and Milwaukee still won, we'd be feeling we'd be much much more yeah. concerned. So I, you know, the, the 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 one thing that makes me maybe lean towards the Bruins, and we're gonna go do that now, is Robert Williams. What is Robert Williams gonna give us? Because you said with that with that Mascala trade. They didn't do anything to get better underneath, down and down in the box. And so, if Robert Williams isn't as healthy as he can be, he hasn't looked yet to be as dominant as he was last year. So we'll see how he does down the stretch. Because Chris, I still, I, I still don't know if he's a hundred percent. Here's right. a guy, Chris, that may never be a hundred percent. Right? Yeah. I think so. You know, and that's nah. why. I don't I don't mind Muscala. I think he was, you know, I think he's a good player. I think he was a decent deal, but but I just don't know if that was the position you needed the the, the support going forward in. But we'll see how it goes going forward. So the Bruins, Mark. Okay. Yeah. Looking at the Bruins, and I think I'm leaning towards them right now. Because they what what the Celtics didn't do, the Bruins are doing at the trade deadline. You know, the, the Celtics made a nice move, but they didn't say as the number one team, hey, you know what? We're stocking up. We're, that's it. Yeah. They didn't yeah. do what Wick told, said that they would do. You know? No, he, did, so, he didn't. But the Bruins look like they're, they're, they're doing that, you know, in this situation. So let me let me talk about the trade real quick, and then you give me your assessment. Yep. Did it, did it move the needle for you with the Bruins as far as winning at all? So what they did yep. is they, they kind of – Sweeney, man, let me tell you, Sweeney's been great with, with, with picking guys up, making trades, things like that. What he can't do is draft. So the, uh, the, the, the criticism this week, if you have to criticize the deal he made, we say, well, you keep giving up draft picks. And you're not giving, you're not moving well, players. You can't. I mean, He's the opposite of Belichick. He knows he can't drive. <laughs> so right. he's so bringing guys. The, give the picks away, and that's fine. But like, yeah. you know, but there are guys on this team that aren't untouchable. I mean, Taylor Hall, that's a guy that can should probably be moved. Well, still. I think they would probably like to move him, but I don't think anybody wants him. Well, so Buddy pulls off this move this week where he um he makes a deal with um the Capitals, the Washington Capitals for for Hathaway. Um, the forward and defenseman Orov. Okay, how am I saying? Am I saying that right? Or Orov, right? Orov, or okay, something anyway, like that. Yeah. So when all he sends over is Craig Smith, it was like a three-team deal. Craig Smith, uh, a first-round pick, a second-round pick, a twenty-four, a third-round pick, and twenty-four. So, which you know, to me, picks. I give up the picks. I don't. I don't really care. You know, about how, how, you know, they don't pick well anyway. So this kind of a move, all right. And you're talking about the defensemen there are of uh, 31 years old, left shot. They've been wanting a left shot defenseman. Mark. They've been wanting a guy. He's got 88 hits this this year. They they want a guy to play opposite, um, say McAvoy or Lindholm. I'm not sure how he's going to fit in here, but this is what they did. So that. 
And then you got the bruiser, you know, Hathaway, right? You got this guy, and the Bruins know him well because they he took a few of our guys out, cheap, dirty shots. It was always Hathaway, Arov, and 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 Wilson. Those are the guys over there in Washington, and we took two of the three. And so he adds that, you know, no, I don't want him out there, you know, cheap shotting people. But this team needed somebody like that. They needed some of that grit, right? What do you make of this deal? Well, that's the guy that I'm happy, Chris, they they got. Because I've been saying for a couple of years now, they don't have the thumper. you got to put somebody on the ice when you're in a grinding seven-game series and it's getting physical. You need that thumper to go in a corner and smack somebody. And they now they got it. They got it. They did exactly. Their weakness was they didn't have that big thumper. And now they got them. Right. And, and so... You know what? I'm going to change. Can I say nah. this? Here he goes. <laughs> I'm going to say this. Chris. Intelligence allows for a change, Mark. Sure. No. I think when I say who's – I think they're, they're, they're – Celtics and Bruins are almost equal in saying – I think they're both the prohibited favorites now. After the trade, Chris, I think both teams – I think going into the playoffs, if they're healthy, are going to be the prohibited favorites based on their body of work. And based on what the Bruins added, Chris, they're going to be tough to beat. Tampa's the only team that really scares me. Um, you know, but Colorado with the, with, could. Colorado's good. Well, Colorado, we don't know. I mean, I don't know where they are in the standings, but they can put something together and they could really, you know, come with McGinnis uh, there. The guys that they have, they can come at you with. But you know what? I like the Bruins because what you're talking about, this move basically said we're all in. Now, we know what happens in the playoffs. Sometimes goaltenders go cold, right? I mean, sometimes they go cold and or you have that. Sometimes you that, face that, a guy that's standing on his head and he beats you in a seven-game series, right? Right, right. So, um, again, we'll see. I, You know, but but again, I, I think it's the Bruins. I think all four lines are that good. I think I think now you have a combination of all four lines. You got Pasternak back on the line with Krejci. You got DeBrusque up there with the two others. And I think they just keep coming at you and at you and at you. And I think Swayman's a pretty good changeup uh, in the net. So for Omar, I, so to me, I think it's the Bruins. I think they're poised to do this and win this whole thing. And so we'll see what happens in the second half of both these teams. And I don't know if the Bruins are done yet in the trade, but probably not a huge splash. They, so but we'll you see. may see them dump a little bit of salary, Chris, if they can, like for some get some draft picks back and dump a little salary, like a guy like Taylor Hall, if somebody yeah. wants him, right? So let us know what you think on our heated hotline about which Bruins versus Celtics, which team is poised and ready to win right now, Corso and Catone. Mark, I I, I survived pretty decently today. You survived. Barely, but you survived. (laughs) So Corso and Catone was presented by Special Sauce Podcast. What's your special sauce? Specialsaucepodcast.com. And listen, our shows are up. Tune in. Log on. Get on, watch all our shows, listen to our shows this week. Give us that thumbs up, follow us, uh, and come back next week, 7 p.m. Eastern. We're going to continue to talk Bruins and Celtics. More Patriots offseason. We'll get to the offensive line and uh, Catone's comments, of course. And your heated hotline calls and anything you bring to the table, we will be ready for. We are Corso and Catone, the real deal, New England feel. See you next Saturday. By Corso and Catone on iHeartRadio, iTunes, or wherever you podcast. And subscribe to the YouTube channel, Corso and Catone, and catch the chaos.
at 7 p.m. on Saturday.